everyone, Terry Welbrock here, host of the Healing Place podcast. It is December 23rd as I record this message. So for all of you around the world who celebrate Christmas, I wish you a very blessed and joyous holiday. Um, hoping, yes, that your day is filled with love and laughter and friendship and peace and whatever it is that brings you joy. Uh, as far as today's episode, holy moly. So this Healers of Hilton Head series, I decided to do, it was um, Angel Whisper. And I said, yeah, I think that's a great idea to focus on, on the healers on the island. Uh, I moved to this island two and a half years ago. And so I'm meeting these amazing healers. Um, and Christine Knight, who I'm interviewing today, after this interview, I did make an appointment, and I had a session with her, and it rocked my world. For so long, for those of you who've listened to the show for the past five years, you know, because I've talked about it, I've done EMDR. I did it four years when I lived in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I'm back at EMDR, and it's helped tremendously. I would truly say it was life-altering, but there was these certain little things that we, we just couldn't get to for some reason, whether I wasn't ready, just couldn't tap into it. And so the session with Christine, uh, the hypnotherapy session and our parts work, we, we integrated a lot of different modalities into it and, and the work that she's doing and had this aha moment. I was taken back to three years old and it was the first time that my mom called for my dad because I, I I told my mom no about saying my my nighttime prayers. And I so I used my voice. I said no. I, I was trying to test my boundaries with my mom. And that so there was the faith component of it. And she called for my dad. And it was the first time my dad hit me. And so that was so incredibly powerful for me to recognize that moment because until that point in my childhood, I had felt safe. I, I felt loved and safe. And everything, everything shifted in that moment by the using my voice part of it, the faith part of it, the being hit by someone that was supposed to love me and protect me and take care of me. Now there's a whole journey. My dad and I did tremendous healing work, and so um, you know he later apologized when I was 10 years old for ever hitting me after he sought therapy and counseling. But it just is such a it's it's just such a powerful oh, powerful is not the word like an incredible light that is just being shown upon this moment in time, this, this moment in my childhood that shifted things and created these new neuron pathways in my brain and created this trauma response in my body. And I didn't know what to do with it as a three-year-old. And so, again, all the stuff we talk about on this show, but I did have a session. I wanted to talk about it beforehand. I could sit and talk for hours on end about the session itself. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know that uh, very, very powerful 
tremendous healing work happened in that moment and uh, in that session. So, yeah, there you go. Wonderful. So if you have an opportunity, reach out to Christine. All right. Well, enjoy this episode. And again, I send you giant hugs of um, holiday happiness. And I hope, I truly do hope you have a blessed and uh, joyous and peace-filled holiday Christmas season. Thanks. Now for the show. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and another of one of the series of the Healers of Hilton Head. And I just want to say a little blurb before I do the intro for our wonderful guest today. Um, my purpose with this series is not just to shine a light on these amazing healers on Hilton Head Island and the Low Country and this area, but for all of you across the globe, this shows in 119 countries now. Uh, to look within your own community to see what's beyond uh, your doctor, to see what other healing avenues are available. I'm not saying not to go to your doctor, but I'm saying you can look beyond for, for healing resources. There's just so much out there um, I, I know personally that has brought me incredible healing. Uh, so today I have Christine Knight, and she's clinical hypnotherapist, and um, I'm just thrilled to death to learn from her and for you all to learn from her as well. So welcome, Christine. Thank you so much, Terry. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, yes. I, I Again, I've told you beforehand, I'm like doing a little happy giddy dance because of uh, reading everything that I could, stalking your website and uh, <laughs> learning all that I could. And one of the first questions I had was you talk about QHHT sessions. So what is QHHT? Okay, well, QHHT saved my life, um, made a huge transition, um, very easily in my life and just gave me a different trajectory. So backstory, long story short, is I have childhood developmental trauma, CPTSD, complex PTSD, um, and a score seven out of 10. So it hit me um, really hard after my divorce. And this happens a lot of times with complex PTSD it can be suppressed and shut down. And a lot of times we're even high achievers, we get into a lot of different projects, and we excel in those areas, um, trying to bring value and worth to ourselves. So I was climbing the corporate ladder, and um, a single mom at that time. And I was having this issue that I called um, PTSD spirals. And what that is, is I did not know when it would show up. And it happened during my marriage too, but um, it could be a TV commercial or a scene starts on a movie or um, somebody telling a story. And I would just go, I was a very controlled, stoic, robot-like, emotionless, dissociated <laughs> person. <Yes>. Um, <laughs> Um, so I thought that I really had it together and had everything under control. But anytime this would happen, I didn't see it coming and it would happen so quickly that I would just spiral into like convulsions, shaking, uh, couldn't stand up, vomiting, crying uncontrollably, and I couldn't stop it. So it was very, I mean, I learned along the lines later about the 
nervous system and being triggered and it going into a state that can't be controlled um, logically. So I kind of tolerated that through my marriage and just tried to control my environment. I just won't watch TV. I just won't listen to um, watch movies. I won't listen to music. I won't do any of this stuff. Just very controlled environment. And um, it was working, but they got worse after my divorce. And um, I was in a self-defense class. Uh, The last time this happened, I was in a self-defense class and I was with a coworker of mine. So I wasn't in the office. It never happened at work. But because a coworker was with me in the self-defense class, it was triggered by a story of an attack. So just the story of the of the attack and hearing about the kids seeing the attack caused the spiral. And I ran out of the room, went to the bathroom, and my coworker was just so, you know, worried about me and didn't know what was going on. She wanted to call nine one one, and um, I was like, okay. Nobody can know that I don't have my stuff together, (laughs) you know? Um, So I was in a leadership role in, you know, corporate environment. So I didn't want anybody to know that I wasn't fully in control. So I set out on a mission um, because I had seen about five or six different therapists, just psychotherapists, psychologists. And none of them could help me. Some of them even sat across from me and said, I don't know why you're here. You have your stuff together. Like your, your life is really good. I don't, I don't know how I can help you. And then the last psychologist I went to was a PhD and he's, and he was really good, but he said um, the kind of anger issues that you have with these spirals, because it's, through childhood developmental trauma. It's so deep embedded in you that you can't cure it. You can only learn to cope with it. And this is one thing I do love about my background is you don't tell me, I will tell you. And I leaned up and was like, watch me. You know, and I was like, I even had that that part, what I know is parts now and I can explain that too. A, a very angry, rageful warrior type part yeah. inside of me. So I left, never saw them again, but I was still searching. I was reading books. I was just trying different modalities. I was trying Reiki, uh, massage therapy, sound, the sound bowl therapy things and the tuning, like the energy tuning thing and things were helping, but not, it wasn't getting like to that deep core embedded issue. So I was sitting on my couch one day and I was folding laundry. Actually, it was a Saturday morning and I was just, I would watch PBS because I didn't have commercials. So I wouldn't get triggered. So I was in a very controlled environment, uh, which is awful to live that way. Um, I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. Um, So I'm watching this PBS special. It's Wayne Dyer. I had read quite a few of his books and he was talking about being diagnosed with leukemia and that this person had written him from New York about this type of session that she can perform where it's a it's a past life regression type session um, that gets to the core of your issues and can clear them and heal them. And so he he had the person with him at the I believe it was in uh, Canada that he was doing the 
live show that was on PBS. And he brought the person out onto the stage and said, you know, this is Mira and this is this is what she does to help um, cure you of physical, emotional, whatever ailments that you have. And as soon as she walked out, as soon as she walked out on that stage, I was like, that's her. That's her. I know it. I'm going there. I didn't care if I had to go to Tahiti or, you know, Alaska, wherever. I didn't care where I had to go. I was going to go there. Um, so at the end of the PBS segment, there was an email for her. So I sent her an email and didn't hear anything back for about three months. Three months later, she emails me back and she says, I will be in Chicago at a hotel doing these sessions and um, for these days, um, if you can make it, great. Okay, I'm a single mom, no child support, no spousal support, raising a kid on my own in an expensive place because I wanted a good school. Um, I didn't care. I didn't care. It just by chance, I was working in California too and flying back and forth. So on one of the trips back, I took a long layover in Chicago, rented a car, drove to the hotel, had a session. And it was just, uh, sometimes it's just not worse. Like there's just, it was, it was so phenomenal where I went. It was another dimension. And I had like this council of guides that told me, why I had the life that I had, um, that it was chosen um, because I am supposed to help people and I needed to be able to really relate to a lot of different types of experiences in order to help people and really have the compassion. And they were telling me, you have to learn more compassion. You're not compassionate enough. You have to learn more compassion. So, um, and that was the word they used too, but they told me all kinds of other stuff. Like time is just an illusion. Oh my gosh. That's the mess. One of the messages I got. Yes. (laughs) And they were like hammering that in me the whole session and the session lasted long. So it can go from four to six hours, this kind of a this kind of a session, but it uses a hypnosis technique to get into the subconscious, but then to like the higher self and then the superconscious of the like the human collective consciousness. So and I didn't know anything from anything at this point. I'm just I just want cured of my PTSD spirals. Please help me. Um, so it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal session. Um, when I, when it was done, I just said, this is just, this is amazing. Like, I know that this is going to change my life forever. Where did you learn this? And she told me Dolores Cannon in Arkansas. So I fly, (laughs) I fly down to Arkansas for a week. I believe it was like a month after that. And was trained in this hypnosis technique. It's called quantum healing hypnosis technique, QHHT. Dolores Cannon developed this over, uh, I believe, 40 years. And she tells her whole story and everything, how she got started in it. It was a fluke. It was by mistake. Um, And she's written 
I know at least 17 books, but maybe a little bit more. And I was trained by her, I believe it was about a year before she passed. And now her daughter has taken over and still continues that training now today. But for me, this was 10, over 10 years ago. So I learned the technique. I kept doing the technique for people um, just to help them out on the side. Well, I was working full time and going to college and getting all kinds of certifications and things. So um, I, I fell in love with the potential that this technique has to help people in a way that I didn't see any other modality helping. So even uh, like the, the forks, like the tuning forks or a Reiki session or a massage, um, massage session, you, you go in, you feel great. You're, you're light, you're, you're, you leave, you're, you're great, you know, feel very, very um, light and cared for. But then what happens the same programming in our subconscious from our childhood comes back in. Those parts of us that are really scared and keeping our, trying to keep our environment safe and living in fear and living blocked off and disconnected are still there. So it can go really well for a little while, but then something's going to trigger it and it's going to come back in. So there were people that I wasn't able to help sometimes and then sometimes there are people that I helped for a little while and then they would come back and be like well it's still happening it's come back and I had my own layers I've been working with this over 10 years layer after layer after layer of um ha- breaking habits changing my thoughts cha- changing my my negative thoughts into positive thoughts and that would take years I would read the books try to apply it and just like go back and forth you know, two steps forward, one step back um, for years and years. And then I started a master's degree program because I wanted to change careers and become a therapist because I wanted to be a therapist that was different than the therapist that I had seen. I'm not going to sit across from somebody and say, oh, I can't help you or you, you have it all together. No, because I've gone that route, the long, painful, scenic route. Now I know what to look for. Now I know as soon as I see it in somebody, oh, <laughs> okay, go ahead and tell me your story. Go ahead. That's all right. And then we're going to get to the really good stuff here in a second, you know. Um, and in that process, I stumbled across um, somebody named Richard Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Dr. Schwartz over about 40 years developed what he calls internal family systems, IFS. Um, So I did a, uh, I read the book, No Bad Parts. It was the first book he wrote for the public um, instead of academia. And it was a second to the QHHT. It changed my life. When I read it, so many things clicked as to why things would still be triggered, why they were still happening. Um, so I took part in a book club um, with uh, it's TRF, it's Trauma Research Foundation. They had a book club of No Bad Parts back in March and April of this year. So I attended the book club, participated um, in the discussion groups, and that was life changing. And then I was already studying 
um, hypnotherapy. I wanted to advance my skills in, in hypnotherapy to be able to help more people. So on the last session for that book, Love of No Bad Parts, Dr. Schwartz, what he, he, he hates, I don't, shouldn't say he hates, um, he prefers to be called Dick. Okay, so I'm just going to call him Dick from now on because he's just, he's so down to earth and he's so relatable. Um, it was great speaking with him. And um, I I wanted to talk to him specifically because I wanted, I almost wanted permission to be able to use the IFS model in dialoguing with parts of us using hypnotherapy. Because when I read the book, there were some parts of myself I could get to easily. And there were other parts where I knew that they were in there and I couldn't get to them, especially my anger part. So the IFS model, and as it just so happens, parts therapy and hypnotherapy are along the same lines of, they're very, very similar. There's, there's some things that are different in them, but I want to join the two. And I, I wanted his permission to use hypnotherapy to get in touch with the inner parts. And he said, absolutely. That's, that's a great way to go ahead and discover the parts and dialogue with them as long <laughs> he said, as long as it's client led, let the client lead the dialogue. Do not put, you know, your own interpretations or words or anything in there. Client led. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> so um, as I continued studying hypnotherapy and learned more about parts therapy, I saw how they were very similar. So it's I, it's almost like IFS, the way that I look at it, IFS has a really good um, part of the lead in and parts therapy and hypnotherapy has a really good part of the, the end of the session. In IFS, it's continual. It's continual. You can keep talking to the same part of yourself and healing it and getting it to trust you and everything for a while. Okay, six months, six years. Okay, and mapping out all the parts and all that stuff. I love the mapping of the parts, and I even buy toys. Like, here's one of my toys. Yeah, this is a knight. This is because I'm a knight. This is a knight in shining armor, but it's really just a little chicken inside. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just really scared, and that's what was driving so many thoughts and behaviors in me. I was just really scared. Um. So anyway, the parts therapy and hypnotherapy has the back end of it that I really like, where you heal the part in that session and you grow up the part in that session and reintegrate that disconnected part of ourself back into the whole self. I in have goosebumps. So I, it's really, really hard to get into the IFS Institute training. You have to pass, you have to be selected in a lottery. So I've been applying for it since April, since meeting Dick on that book discussion group in April, I've been applying and I just got selected in the, in the lottery. So I'm yeah. like, I'm hoping I should start training in January, but I have to wait, like you have to file a formal application and then um, be accepted through that application. So there is one more step I have to do, but I am so, so hopeful that I get into the IFS training 
and then can really incorporate it with parts therapy. And I want to do a lot more study in parts therapy and then kind of interweave the techniques just to do some research. And then, of course, that brought me to, well, you know what? I don't really want to be a talk therapist. I want to be a hypnotherapist and I want to do, you know, evidence based research to show the benefits of hypnotherapy in healing us mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, and there's a lot of evidence-based studies in, in medical journals now of clinical hypnotherapy healing physical ailments like IBS, insomnia, migraines. Um, and it's even used in like integrative cancer treatment and stuff. So yeah. it's I'm very, very excited. So I changed my my uh, master's degree to a non-licensure tract and I'm going to finish next semester and then start a PhD. Wow. Well, I'm just applauding you. There was so much there that I was like, Oh, you saw me shaking my head. Yes. A lot and cheering and clapping quietly because I didn't want to interrupt because wow. So powerful. I love, love, love how you're interweaving these two um, approaches. One of as a matter of fact, my, second most watched video on YouTube is is an interview about IFS and it's just because it really resonates with people um I took a course recently in the last couple of months I'm on a physical healing journey and uh we did some parts work as well and I had to get on a flight to go visit my mom who had broken her femur she's 86 um, and needed a partial hip replacement well uh, I was like I can't get on a plane by myself I haven't flown by myself since I was 15 years old and that was before like the the last of the really horrific trauma and before panic attacks and heightened mm. anxiety and I said what if I have a panic attack what if I you know all of the what ifs and because I'm an avoidance person Mm-hmm. like you I'm so relating to the avoidance part of it well I'll just won't watch tv well I just won't right and but I was like I have to go see my mom so I did this course and uh got on that plane and I was talking to my parts I was it, it was amazing no panic no anxiety both directions so mm-hmm. powerful so yes I my soul hugs yours because what powerful work you're doing and helping others heal Oh, yeah. So I recommend the book, No Bad Parts, to everybody. I, I have it right here in my in my library. Yeah. Look, look, at, look at this book. <laughs> this is all the notes and everything. Yes, I do the same. But, I have stars and, and highlights and stickies. And yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so many blogs that I'm like, I, I, I need to get in there and write it. And um, yeah, I'll be I'll be starting that shortly soon here now that the office set up is set up and everything. But great, great book. He's just very relatable. He gives good examples. He gives um, links of uh, podcasts and videos that you can go watch and see it um, because some people might just prefer that it's that they just do the IFS model and and work with the therapist. And, you know, and that's great. That's great. Any anything that people can do to heal themselves, which when I hear the word heal, I just, through my journey, my long, long, uh, very roundabout, if there's a hard way to do something, I'll find it, journey. Yes. <laughs> um, 
it's it's really reconnecting back with our whole self, our true self. And Dick even uses that um, the word self led. That's the goal is to be self led, not to be led by triggers or behaviors that are just run as strategies trying to get our needs met from these disconnected parts of us. So my instructor um, in the Institute of Clinical Hypnotherapy, where I go, um, I'm finishing up my clinical practicals now. And she, it's so funny because I'm a visual person. So when she gives the analogy of the parts inside of us, like little minions on a school bus and the self, the whole self is the teach the driver of the bus, like duct tape to the back emergency room door. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it's like when we're triggered. This certain minion jumps into the driver's seat and it's like, I'm three, but I know how to drive this bus. <laughs> yes. That's a great driver. visual and I love it. <laughs> Yeah, because well, people can say it's like it's like I'm watching myself and I can't stop myself yeah. or I see me doing this, but I can't stop myself it's because that logical reasoning mind was not online when that behavior was programmed into the subconscious. And that's such that's a, such a great valid point. And what I was just going to bring up is that, you know, in my own healing journey is we've done this incredible work. And like you, I've, I've just done so many different healing modalities and they've all contributed to where I am today without living panic free. And, but there's those last little things like I live on Hilton head Island and I can't be on the beach because I'm terrified of open spaces. So mm-hmm. where is that coming from? And so mm-hmm. really trying to get to that. Well, mm-hmm. I've had multiple people say to me, Terry, this is something you just can't access an EMDR like you've done I've done incredible healing work in EMDR but it either happened prior to age three where I just can't access the memory or um it's past life or whatever mm-hmm. there's there's I just can't get to it and that's why I love the idea of the hypnotherapy because mm-hmm. who can help people then tap into those types of things right Oh, yes. So that's why I selected a school in clinical hypnotherapy that not only was accredited through the Board of Education, where it's a diploma program, but it goes all the way. It goes past clinicals to transpersonal hypnotherapy. And that works along with QHHT, where it goes into um, in the womb, before the womb life between lives, planning out this life and past lives. And this school covers all of that. That's why I was like, this is my jam. I'm going all the way. (laughs) Like this is, this is what I love. And the more work that I, the more I progressed through the programs, the more I loved it. So yeah, I'm going all the way. I'll be able to do, I'm able to do pieces of that now with QHHT, but the training is just so much more extensive in this school and um, I mean, I, I'm going to have by the time I'm done, I'm going to have over a thousand hours of training. You know, it's in in all these areas. So whether it's parts or, um, you know, transpersonal past life. You know, this life regression, we I do regression therapy, too, where we go, we, we take an issue um, and it's and this is this works better if it's a 
a broad issue um, where parts works better if it's a narrow issue. So if it's a broad issue and the person doesn't know where it comes from, the session takes them back to the memory where that that thinking or that behavior or that strategy first started. And usually it surprises like one of because I do this this healing work myself. I have my own hypnotherapist that I work with. And as parts come up or triggers come up, um, I, I will go and have sessions. And, and one was um, like scarcity thinking, mm-hmm. you know, and it I did a regression therapy session back to the original memory. And I can remember it now. But I hadn't thought about that for years. I mean, I was in kindergarten or kindergarten um, standing at a bus stop. I was like, that's where, but that's where it started. But see, that's not, so this is the other thing that's very, very interesting. And I'm just, I'm just like chomping at the bit to get started in a PhD program to start writing and like researching and writing about these things is it's, there are traumatic events that happen in all of our lives, but we find out that it's not, it is the traumatic event, but it's so much more than that. It's um, like in hypnotherapy and clinical hypnotherapy, we call it the initial sensitizing event. But then that becomes the initial sensitizing relationship. So there was a relationship, most likely with a primary caregiver, that did not process that traumatic event in the correct way, which of course we don't know the correct way. None of us were raised with the correct way. We don't know the correct way now, but now we can use hypnotherapy to go back to that memory, have an authentic emotional release with that person in that situation, and then heal that relationship because it's all our own projections. The reality that we create around us is based on our own projections. So that's why you can have a family with three children. They all have different experiences of how their childhood was and it could be a bad childhood a hard childhood Mm. violent childhood and one child is saying oh it was so awful I just I have all these problems because of it and the other child can be saying oh it was great it wasn't that bad you know when there's only you know a few years difference in ages right it's our own projections and that's what really ultimately needs to be healed Yes, that's what got me into psychology, my degrees in psychology. And I remember my mom, I went through two horrific bank robberies in my early 20s. And my mom had gone through two horrific bank robberies, very, very similar, like one of them a gun held to her head, one of them a gun held to my head, like just very, very similar. And I, I always like, in my 20s was like, she's fine. She's fine. Like, how did she get through it where I'm having panic attacks and curled up in a ball and sobbing and having these flashbacks and nightmares and horrible, horrible, just horrible trauma response. Um, And so that's why I ended up going into psychology because I wanted to understand how did it impact her so differently than it impacted me? I now understand she dove into vodka. (laughs) And so she, you know, self-medicated with booze, but it was still so fascinating to me at the time because I was like, how, how do we all respond so differently? I get it now. uh, But at the time I just, I wanted to understand that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times we might think that somebody does have it together and it didn't affect them. It's, 
but really it did. And it just comes out in different ways. There's a lot of self-denial going on. I, I had a lot of self-denial in my own life um, until I found these methods of, of getting in touch with it, of revealing it. And it, it was something I was actively searching for what I was denying. And I still couldn't see it because it was so well hidden. And even the first couple parts therapy sessions that I had with my hypnotherapist, there was, because it's very visual, like you're just in this visualization, seeing it all play out and they, the parts show up in different ways and, and they look different. And in one of them, one of the beginning ones, I looked out the window and there was a line of parts like going me next, me next. And I could see there was one that was hiding around and wouldn't show its face. And it took me, it took me three sessions to get to that one. Wow. Yeah. Powerful and beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, I could sit here and talk to you for hours on end about all of this because it's fascinating and beautiful and healing. So is there anything that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had an opportunity to talk about yet? Oh my goodness. I'll have you here for another eight hours (laughs) (laughs) because it's so much, it's so connected. We're all connected. We're interconnected. Um, That's why I really love this, this kind of collaboration here. Um, We're all here to help each other and support each other. Um, But we can only do that to the extent that we do it for ourselves. Like we can only be kind to other people to the extent that we're kind to ourselves. So really, it's it's so needed right now. This is the time. Um, and I, I have the full range, age range of clients from very young to very old. Um, and it's needed across the board, all generations, all ages of people, all demographics. There's there's something in all of us that we need to get in touch with and we need to reconnect with. And, and that really is the beginning. I mean, I thought I'd been healing for 15 years, but man, if I could have found this first, man, if I could have found this first, I mean, I know I wasn't supposed to, but it was, yeah, it would have changed. It it would it I, I mean, a- I get I get the same message, and and I also so relate to sitting across from you know someone who tells you, you know, well, you're just kind of you know that that trauma happened, and you just have to learn coping skills to deal with it. No, <laughs> no, there's that's that's not an option. And so, yeah, again, I I know it's all happened in the way it's supposed to have unfolded. And uh, again, this conversation today, it's just another one of those beautiful gifts that I'm like, yes, I'm making an appointment because this is next on my <laughs> list. Thanks, God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. So how do how do folks get in touch with you? How do they connect? Um, the easiest way to connect with me is through my website. So it's hiltonheadhypnotherapy.com. And there's a link on there where they can schedule a free consultation call with me and ask me any questions, tell me any issues. Everything is completely confidential and uh, determine if it's something that's right for them. 
Awesome. Can now can you do virtual sessions or is it all in person? Yes. Um, the QHHT session specifically um, in that association, we are not permitted to do that online. It has to be in person. So for a QHHT session specifically, that has to be in person. But for clinical hypnotherapy or transpersonal hypnotherapy, parts therapy, regression, all that can be done online. Wonderful. Awesome. All right. Well, it's just been such a joy. I'm just, I feel so blessed to one have met you, but uh, yeah, have you be a part of this, this series. So thank you. Yes. I'm, I'm so honored and just, I'm, I feel like I took up the whole, um, the whole meeting time talking because I just get so excited about oh. this. I just, I just love it so much. It's, it's my life now. You yeah. Know? I, I just sit here. I, I, I loved listening and I loved, um, again, shaking my head and applauding and cheering you on quietly because I was like, yes, I so related to so much of what you were saying. And I know the audience will as well. Um, and I hope, I hope everyone reaches out in some way and connects with you. Yes. Any, any way it just, just, um, you can schedule a call and just ask about other, you know, other issues or, or, you know, other advice. For something yeah. going on I pretty I never had a gun to my head yeah um, oh. but oh, well and that one was so not... yeah that one was so crazy because they didn't catch them after that first bank robbery and three months mm -hmm. later I had just switched from that branch of that bank to our main office and three months later those same bank robbers would come back and only this time the assailant who had held the gun to my head pulled the trigger and murdered my coworker Marsha Berger um, and my little sister oh, was a teller. There's so much to it. Like, I know I've been, I keep telling everybody I've been writing this book for eight years. Um, eventually <laughs> it'll get done. Um, but yeah, that was, it's almost like Hollywood script kind of stuff and uh, very powerful. Write it, write it and get it out. I cannot recommend that enough. My, my inner guidance was after me for years to write my book. And I finally sat down last winter and I finished it two days before my birthday on good Friday this, this year. And, and now of course I'm editing and editing and editing, but just yeah. getting it out of me was just, that was healing. That was therapeutic. Um, because I don't have to, I didn't have to remember the details of stuff anymore. It was almost like this <gasps> oh my release. Gosh, Christine, that's so I really powerful. work on it. Really yeah. make the time up. Thank you know, you. and my, my guidance was like, if you would just sit down and do it, you would be done in two weeks. I sat down, I just sat down and did it. I was done in two weeks. <laughs> you may have given me an aha moment just now, because I'm almost like, I'm wondering if I am I'm not holding on to these things because I'm afraid I'll forget it. And I'm afraid I'll understand why I've had this history or my purpose. That's really, I'm going to have to journal. I, <laughs> I have chills. I have chills all over my body right now. And that's the sign. Yeah. That, that wow. do it, do it. Because that's when, when I finally finished my book, that's when I stumbled upon, you know, no Ooh. bad parts and IFS and parts therapy. And then it was all just so easy because it was all like released already. Yeah. So, <gasps> yeah. Oh gosh. I have Definitely. bruises all over too. Yeah. Cool. There might be, yeah, there might be something really big there. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again, uh, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Sharon. Bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. 
just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows. Um, and just a great space for, uh, again, healing. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.